Free Spirit Academy is about the freedom to be fully yourself beyond any trauma that may have been accumulated through our families, religions, education systems, cultural conditioning, and beyond. Our bodies hold our trauma, but they also hold our truth. My name is Randy Moss. I practice eating psychology coaching and somatic experiencing, and I'm grateful that you're here for these talks and conversations. The 15-minute audio you're about to hear is the introduction to my 30-day course, Coming Home to Your Body. And this is a course that all of my clients get when we start working together, but it's also available on its own or part of the Free Spirit Academy membership. And this is easily my favorite course, addressing how the effects of trauma and stress can leave us feeling disconnected and trapped in our bodies. Learning about the autonomic nervous system, as tedious as it seems on the surface, was huge in my own, I'm always trying to find a word different from journey, but it was and continues to be a journey. So in my own journey, and I try to approach it in a way that's fun, hopeful, practical, relatable, and alongside simple but impactful tools that really make a difference over time. If this audio grabs your attention, there are links in the bio for more on this course. Welcome to Coming Home to Your Body. I see a lot of people on a healing path or a freedom path or a spiritual path that kind of stay looping in the same cycles forever in part because they don't have connection to their bodies and are taking the journey largely from the neck up. And this is not, um, this is nobody's fault. We aren't just being lazy. And the state that our system always wants to return to when it's safe enough is to be relaxed and at ease and embodied. And as we encounter and accumulate trauma, which we're going to discuss is much broader than we often consider, we shift from a state that is relaxed into our bodies into one that's on guard or constantly thinking about the past and thinking about the future as ways of protecting ourselves from experiencing that trauma again. And it doesn't matter how much we talk it out or journal it out or meditate or do yoga— If we are numb to our body's experience, or we're disconnected from our body's experience, or overwhelmed with survival energy, these sorts of practices are minimally useful at best, and at worst, some can be harmful. I have taken many clients off of their meditation practices for a time because while they might feel feel very peaceful when they're meditating, If it's not changing their day-to-day lives in any kind of meaningful way, it's likely what they're doing is just dissociating from their bodies, which does feel good if there's a lot of discomfort happening internally. This first started to occur to me in kundalini yoga classes, and I would hear people talking about being blissed out after class or high after class, but 
as I was watching this, the more the more I watched this, the more it seemed like the intensity of a kundalini practice was so stressful and triggering, which it is intended to be. Um, but it was so stressful and so triggering that folks could just disconnect entirely, feeling better, but not truly having processed what was triggered or experiencing such a high degree of stress during class that the nervous system went into a freeze state, which can feel oddly blissful. Most of my life had also been lived from the neck up, and I had zero idea, really. I, I didn't know how little I was feeling. I was just kind of chill and no drama, and maybe on some level figured I had transcended things like anger or fear, but I did struggle with food a lot, my world revolved around my health and my body. And when that control got too tight for too long, I would binge. I could binge when I was frustrated or bored. I could also binge eat when I was seemingly happy and fine. And I thought that I just had a food problem or that I liked food too much or, or that I was weak. But Truly, we never do something self-destructive just because. And the truth was, my body held a storehouse of information, held pain, trauma, unexpressed emotion, desire, and authenticity that hadn't over the course of my life been acceptable. And it had become so intense that I had become numb, not really feeling much, I rarely cried, never felt angry, and had a stupidly high pain tolerance. And even getting into yoga, something that I figured was about embodiment, didn't really make a dent in my frozen state. But maybe your experience is different. Maybe your body is a hard place to be because you experience intense anxiety or a low depression or chronic pain, or stress, or illness, or maybe a scary feeling of confusion, like something is missing, or something is wrong with you. Maybe you struggle with compulsive behavior patterns, or creating drama in relationships to people, or to money, and certainly the list could go on here. And maybe you have no idea why you keep doing the same thing again and again, despite it not having results that feel good. And maybe you just don't feel good and you can't put a finger on why. Maybe you've read loads of self-help books and taken courses and studied with teachers and meditated and you still feel disconnected. So many of us are wanting a life of more flow, to be present. And there are countless practices for getting us into that state. But the feeling of flow can actually become more and more of our natural state when our nervous systems are healthy and regulated. As in when our bodies feel safe enough in the present and aren't reacting to old experiences. Free Spirit Academy and my work in somatic experiencing and eating psychology coaching all began because of 
my really big desire to feel free, free in my body, free overall. And it was something that I certainly did not feel for most of my life. I didn't feel free or comfortable. I didn't trust my body. And I poured so much time and energy into trying to control this body from my appetite to my appearance to feelings and sensations. Everything felt wrong. And I would spend years immersed in books and challenges and programs trying to correct what I perceived was wrong. I went on diet after diet and read one self-help book after another so that I could just stop feeling ashamed of myself. And there even came a point where I was desperate enough to go on a juice fast. So drinking just juice for three months. And I was so certain, it seemed so huge, that this would be it. And that by the time I was done, I would be glowing and uninhibited and free. Because it felt like that's what was in my way. Like if I could just finally get my appetite under control and cleanse my body and detoxify my body, how could I not feel free? How could I not then feel comfortable with all the things that made me feel uncomfortable? Comfortable being myself with people, comfortable moving, dancing, being on stage, or even just speaking up for myself, or just feeling good because I didn't, I didn't feel free, I didn't feel good, or much other than stiff and silly and socially awkward and embarrassed. And like most of the time, my voice and what I wanted to say was just caught in my throat. It was this feeling like my body needed to be purged of anything that wasn't my true self. And I spent all of these years trying to perfect my diet to achieve that, not realizing that my true self, this thing that I craved, had always been there. And my body had always been on my side. She, and I will refer to my body as she sometimes, she hadn't malfunctioned. She had always been communicating with me. She'd been a friend. She'd been this storehouse of information. I just didn't know how to listen. How could I have? I was not taught. I didn't, um, I was not surrounded by anybody growing up that had any connection to their own bodies. And even if I had known how to listen, I didn't understand the language that my body spoke. So, even when I tried to start to listen, I had years and years and years of numbness to start with before I could feel anything else that my body had to say. So, back to the fixing and the long juice fasts. After I completed the 90 days on this juice fast, followed desperately by another 70 days a few months later, I started to crumble because I had put so much work into feeling free. The cleansing and the reading and the meditating, and even though my body had changed and lost some weight, which was this thing that I thought that I wanted, I still felt trapped in my body. And I would until I let go of trying to fix and change myself. 
and and transcend myself because I certainly went through spiritual phases where it um, it was presented that I would feel free when I could transcend myself or transcend my ego. I will sometimes have clients that ask me, like, what was the thing? What was the thing that um, that changed things that allowed me to feel free, that allowed me to stop binge eating or to stop obsessing over food and and start to feel any sense of peace? And And it was this. It was, well, first of all, seeing that I was continually doing the same thing over and over, even if dressed up in a slightly different package. I'd done the same cycles in some form over and over and over and stopped and started the same habits countless times and I was tired and it wasn't working. All of my self-help, as well-intentioned as it was, was just running from myself. So once I saw that, I this was the actual shift. I made a commitment to no longer trying to fix and change myself and no longer trying to fix and change my body. And that included no longer trying to lose weight, no longer trying to be impressive to win other people's approval, and just no longer trying to fix anything about me or my body. I was just going to settle in and get to know myself and get to know my body and get to know these patterns and cycles and habits and meet myself and my body just as they were to learn to understand them. And if that sounds like laziness or apathy, which I I can't say that I wasn't afraid of, I really was, it honestly was the most transformative step that I have taken. Because once I stopped trying to change my body, I could hear her. And once I stopped trying to fix myself, I could start seeing who I really was and what I needed and how that wasn't wrong. And from there, I could learn and grow with my body as a guide. Understanding just the binge eating or, or truly any compulsive addictive behavior and feeling as free as I do up to this point couldn't have happened if I hadn't stopped trying to fix my body and started trusting her. And as, as much as this, you know, this short 15-minute audio might make it sound like this overnight shift, it certainly wasn't. That revelation was transformative, and I will forever remember that shift and that period of my life. But it was, it was just an opening, and it was an initiation into years of learning how disconnected I had been from my body, how much stress and pain and trauma was locked up and stored there, and how numb I had been, and how there were parts of my body I didn't even know I wasn't feeling. This unfolded over years and continues to unfold because growth and expansion and um, becoming more free really don't end. Self-discovery, learning about life, it continues, and it doesn't always have to be so painful. So over the next 30 days, I'm going to be slowly introducing you to practices that will get you in touch with your body and the areas that the body can hold stress or trauma. This is a great program to do with a trauma-informed therapist or coach or somatic experiencing practitioner. 
as we familiarize ourselves with our body's nooks and crannies, we open up more space for what is stuck to unstick. If we can't feel it, it can't shift. And this might not always be fun. There are good reasons that most of us or many of us have been so disconnected. And there are good reasons that we cope the way we do or we repeat patterns the way that we do or we feel the way that we do. And I'm going to ask that you be kind to yourself and not push. You don't have to even do the 30 days in 30 days. If anything feels overwhelming, come back. There is not a benefit to pushing through with this kind of work. Um, Or again, hire a supportive and skilled practitioner. Over the next 30 days, there is going to be one short practice that you'll do daily. And then every couple of days, I'll introduce you to a new exercise and a new part or expression of your body. It is my hope that you'll start seeing that your body is on your side and that you'll start to feel safe enough to slow down and to listen rather than trying to control. That you'll start to notice tendencies to pursue um, surface sorts of pleasures or distractions to avoid discomfort and pain. And rather, not even rather, just additionally also learn that pain and pleasure are languages that the body speaks. Or that physical, mental, and emotional pain isn't something to be feared, but something to be listened to so that we can explore what might be possible to shift. It's my hope that you will start feeling safer and safer in your body, opening up room to be more freely and fully yourself. enjoyed this episode. For more updates on courses, classes, one-on-one mentorships, and more, go to randymoss.com, R-A-N-D-E-M-O-S-S.com. And thank you so much for listening.